The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the priestly division of Abijah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in the eyes of God, observing all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Once, when he was serving as priest in his division's turn before God, according to the practice of the priestly service, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord to burn incense. Then, when the whole assembly of the people was praying outside, at the hour of the incense offering, the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right hand of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled by what he saw, and fear came upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall name him John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will, go before, he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers toward children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous, to prepare a people fit for the Lord. Then Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am old, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel said to him in reply, I am Gabriel, who stand before you. I was sent to speak to you and to announce to you this good news. But now... You will be speechless and unable to talk until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled at their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and were amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. But when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He was gesturing to them, but remained mute. Then, when his days of ministry were completed, he went home. After this time, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she went into seclusion for five months, saying, So has the Lord done for me at a time when he has seen fit to take away my disgrace before others. The Gospel of the Lord. We're in the the moment of Advent known as the O Antiphons, this final preparation uh, begins on December 17th and goes up to the 23rd and within the gospels of this time period we we hear many of the vocation narratives of well not I guess the vocation narrative of of John the Baptist but we also hear the the genealogy of of Jesus um, and we hear about the uh, annunciation so we're hearing about all the births right now with Zechariah and Elizabeth it's important to recognize some of the things that they say here and the similarities they have to Joseph uh, and to Mary, even to the first reading with, um, in the book of Judges with, with Samson. It's noted that Zechariah, Elizabeth, and Joseph, they are all righteous people. We think of righteousness. We think of those who follow the law, those who are obedient, those who uh, follow the will of God. 
and yet they're put into really challenging positions. With Joseph, it was the position of, do I stay with Mary? Do I divorce her quietly? Do I make a big scene about it? With Zechariah and, and Elizabeth, it's the fact that they've been these faith-filled people but have no, no offspring, no child. And Elizabeth can't even have a child now. And so they're being given this gift, much like Samson was a gift, and yet there's this question about that. And in that question, Zechariah is at least left mute to, to, for whatever we say, prove a point by God. Like, just trust God. But it's the righteousness that's so fascinating because sometimes, or maybe the question comes up, do we, do we think of our own lives as those of righteous lives? Are we righteous people? We maybe think that we do righteous things, but... Are we ones that are following the laws? Are we ones that are being obedient to the will of God? Are we open to the prompting and the, and the direction that he sends us? Because really, like, what, what did Zechariah do wrong here? You know, if we look at it from a surface level, it doesn't look like he did anything wrong. He just says, how shall I know this? Like, how am I supposed to trust this, believe this? Maybe that's the issue, trust. But how do I know this? Like, I'm old. She's barren. I don't think this can happen on a biological level. See, the funny thing is when Mary questioned, she didn't get mute for five months um, or for the rest of the pregnancy. She's like, how can this be? I have never been with a man. But it's because Mary, in that immaculate conception that she had received, that, that conception that removed all original sin from her, it wasn't a doubt. It was just a clarification. Whereas it appears that Zechariah had this doubt, like, how, how is this, this is not going to work? The righteousness that we live in our lives to follow the prompting of God is to do so with an obedience even when it isn't very clear. And we can, you know, get into some extremes of this. You know, people can say, I'm trying to follow the will of God. I'm going to break up with this person and I'm going to go and join the monastery. And it's like, Maybe you're not supposed to date the person, and that's all there is to it. Or, I'm following the voice of God, and he told me to do these really crazy things. God's not going to tell us to do bad stuff, okay? Let's just clarify that. Maybe you need to go to a psychologist. But are we living as righteous people, following the will and the obedience of the Lord? What's beautiful is, John the Baptist still comes about, regardless of his parents. Jesus came about, regardless of Joseph and, and the concerns he had. God will ensure the work is done, regardless of us. But imagine if we were in that cooperation with them. Imagine how beautiful the Lord could could make that known in us. It's really just a, an idea to think about of what does it mean to be righteous? One who follows the will of the Lord, who follows the laws of God, who uh, adheres to the commandments. Even if we make mistakes, even if we screw up, are we, are we doing our best to be righteous, to be holy? As we have these final days of preparation, they're not days to just let uh, flicker by, to, to run away from our mind and our ideas, but 
to deliberately and intentionally say, God, I am still making a place ready for you. I, I know you're not here yet, but I still have more to prepare. I still have more I want to make ready for you. But here's the really beautiful thought. We don't only have to live that in Advent. We can prepare a place for God in February, July, Saturday, 3 p.m., this conversation, that scenario. And when we start doing that, that's when I believe we're living as righteous disciples, righteous sons and daughters. So may we take this week to intentionally prepare a place for the Lord, whether that's to make that final good confession or to uh, you know, clean up that one thing in my life, to just make a place for, suitable for him so that I can righteously and grace-filled receive him.